Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a ding. Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Bing Crosby Show, along with the Al Jolson Show and the Jimmy Durante Show. All three of them have great sound today. You're in for a real treat as we're heading towards Easter. On the Bing Crosby Show, we'll have Easter Parade that they're going to sing. Uh, Wild Bill Elliott stops by, who's a Western star in movies at the time. Following that, we'll have Oscar Levant and, of course, Al Jolson with their guest Clifton Webb, the great actor. And then after that, we'll round out the night with Jimmy Durante's show. Uh, Jimmy Durante's back after last week being preempted by the president's speech, and he'll talk a little bit about that, too. So I hope you enjoy all three shows with great sound on all three, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy. Oh, this is so nerve-wracking, this last <laughs> When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. you were a car- carrot carpenter, I'd chomp you into bits. Now, what's on the docket? We got any news? Yes, Bing, we got a lot of mail here. Huh? First off, here's a list of suggestions from your brother Everett. Throw that away. What's next? Well, here's a note that says, uh, ignore Everett's letter, signed Brother Larry. <laughs> Complied with. Yeah. Anything else in the mailbag, Ken? Yes, sir. Radio Mirror Magazine wants you to know that their readers have selected you as the best male singer in 1947. Oh, we certainly snuck that in cleverly, didn't we? <laughs> Thanks, folks. Anything else? Yes, here's another one. Oh, here's a letter from the American Federation of Easter Bunnies. Yes? They've elected you Mr. Egghead of 1948. <laughs> Who's the ex-champ? Jack Benny? He's out. Got He's out. Bing? Now, there's a lot of mail here from the Rudolph Schmohopper fan clubs. They want to know where Rudy is. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> here's a note of admonition. 
What have I done now? Oh, look at this. Why, last week was the 37th anniversary of the Campfire Girls, and you forgot to congratulate them. Oh, what a gross oversight. Yeah. Me, a member in good standing of the Horizon Girls of Temple City, California. Are you really a Campfire Girl, well, Bing? Uh, honorary, naturally. A fine organization, though, the Campfire Girls. I'm really sorry that our good wishes are a little late. What's next, Carpenter? Well, Peggy Lee sent you a copy of the latest song she wrote, Dave Barber. Oh, manana. Oh, that really jumps. Yeah. I wish Peggy were here. I'd like to sing it with her. I am here, Bing. Well, Peggy Lee. <laughs> now, isn't that radio for you? You just mentioned somebody's name and up they pop. That's right, Pop. Shall we hit it? Right. Let's cut it up, but good, Peggy. John Scott, make like Cougat, huh? <laughs> The faucet she is dripping and the fence she's falling down. My pocket needs some money so I can't go into town. My brother isn't working and my sister doesn't care. The car she needs a motor so I can't go anywhere. Manana, manana, manana is soon enough for me. My mother's always working, she's working very hard But every time she looks for me, I'm sleeping in the yard My mother thinks I'm lazy, and maybe she is right I'll go to work mañana, but I gotta sleep tonight Mañana, mañana, mañana is soon enough for me Oh, once I had some money, but I gave it to my friend he said he'd pay me double, he was only for a lend. But he said a little later that the horse, she was so slow. Why he gave the horse my money is something I don't know. Manana, manana, manana is soon enough for me. My brother took his suitcase and he went away to school. My father said he only learned to be a silly fool. My father said that I should learn to make a chili pot. But then I burned the house down, the chili was too hot. The window she is broken and the rain is coming in. If someone doesn't fix it, I'll be soaking to my skin. But if we wait a day or two, the rain may go away. And we don't need a window on such a sunny day. Manana, manana, manana. Peggy, I'd like to congratulate you and Dave on writing that tune. Well, thanks, Ken. Oh, it's a great number. It's really going places. Say, uh, hmm? Bing, why is it you never wrote a song? Me? Peggy writes them and sings them. Jimmy Durante, Johnny Mercer, Red Evans, Jack Owens, they all write them and sing them. Why don't you? Well, I've written scads of songs, Ken. Really? Certainement. Haven't you heard my current smash? I'm looking over a four-leaf Philco. <laughs> four-leaf Philco? Yes, I also wrote the best things in life for Philco. 
When it's Philco time in the Rockies. Oh, great. Do you know Philco like I know Philco? Wonderful song. Philco, my heart, yeah. and my old Kentucky portable. Oh, no. <laughs> well, those songs sound wonderful, Bing. Did they go over big? They did with Philco. <laughs> well, how could they miss, Bing? And those new Philcos are going over big, too. One, two, three on the radio hit parade already. And with folks who know radio quality best. The number one smash of the week is Philco's sensational new 1401, an inspired, utterly different table radio phonograph. It's the new automatic way to play a record. Just slide your record in and relax. Philco's 1401 starts, plays, and stops itself automatically. No tone arm to tussle with, no adjustments to make. Man, that's luxury. And so amazingly simple, you can play it blindfold. But who wants to wear blinders with a cabinet as easy on the eyes as this one? You never saw the new look looking better than on this sleek, streamlined 1401. The newest thing in radio phonographs, from Philco, the leader. Girls, don't walk in on the commercial. Mr. Kennelly's in the audience. I'm a big, fat pushover for any song that's got a gypsy in it or a dim-lit cellar. Here's one that has both. La Rue, Lily Bolero. Ooh, La Rue, Lily Bolero. La Rue, La Rue, Lily Bolero. La Rue, La Rue, Lily Bolero. That's a magic saying that I heard one day in Napoli. When a fortune teller in a dim-lit cellar said to me, You said, La Rue, Lily Bolero, And just like that, quick as an arrow you'll find the girl who's meant for you and sure enough it all came true la rue la rue lily bolero There's some magic words I know I'll tell you how they go They're simple, simple All you do is say You say Quick as an arrow You'll find the girl who's meant for you And sure enough it all came true La Rue, La Rue, Lily Bolero
Us folks here in Philcoville are mighty proud to point out a familiar-looking horse tied to the hitching rail in front of the old scratch eliminator sandwich grill. Right smack dab in the heart of town. That cayuse is the property of one of the slickest six-gun artists of the hard-riding herd of Western heroes out Republic Studios way. Our guest of the evening, Wild Bill Elliott. Bend it, Bill. Thanks, Jermaine. Boy, I wish my kids could see me now, standing here on the same stage with Wild Bill Elliott. Boy, you know, I wish my daughter could see me now, standing here on the same stage with Bing Crosby. You know, my kids are crazy about you, Bill. And you know, Bing, my daughter's crazy about your kids. I'm shut out, huh? <laughs> huh? No, it's not that, Bing. She's a practical girl. No. She's not interested in the pioneers. She goes for the sons of the pioneers. <laughs> Why, Bill, my boys and I are all fans of yours every Saturday. We're down at the matinee with six bags of popcorn apiece. Apiece? Yes. Well, how can each of you use up six bags of popcorn? Well, Bill, us Crosbys, we're intent. We never take our eyes off the screen. You're bound to miss your mouth a lot that way. When that popcorn starts flying over our shoulders, it looks like a lint storm in an underwear factory. <laughs> you know, Bing, you don't have to waste all that popcorn. We don't. No, you just sit one behind the other, in then file. Well, we tried that, Bill, but uh, the Crosby at the end of the line got snowed under. By the time we got to him, he was saltier than a herring barrel. Well, you know, being a kid with all that salt on him, ought to keep forever. Yeah, but with all that butter in his hair, we can't let him out in the sun. We're afraid he'll saute. <laughs> well, if the kid's still covered with butter, why don't you give him a bath? Oh, no, we ain't going to bathe him as long as we can rub bread on him. Despite <laughs> all that trouble... The trouble or no, butter, popcorn, salt, no matter what, we really enjoy your pictures, Bill. We've seen them all since the days when you played Red Rider. Made a lot of those Red Rider pictures, didn't you? That's right. And I sure was red from riding, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. With the wind whipping in your face, it does get it. I um, even remember your, your first big picture, Bill. Oh, you mean Wild Bill Hickok? Yeah, and that Wild Bill handle, that's stuck with you, huh? Yes, sir. But you know the studio wants to change it. Why, well, I think Wild Bill is a very colorful name. Well, me too. Why, they want you to drop it. Well, they claim Wild Bill Elliott sounds like a used car dealer. <laughs> Yeah, it does it that. You haven't got an old Essex on you, have you? An old Saxon or something, a Briscoe or a Metz with a chain drive? <clears throat> Why do they want to call what do they want to call you, Bill? Well, Bing, I'd I'd rather not tell you. Oh, come on. What is it? Well, all right, it's it's William. <laughs> William, that's rich. Oh, don't be so touchy, Bill. Oh, I'm I'm mighty sorry, Bing. But you know, every time I hear that name, William, my gun starts to smoke. I didn't hit you, did I? No, I came in here with open-toed shoes, Bill. <laughs> Getting back to Western pictures, tell me something. All right, what's that? How is it that you fellas, you'll fight off a hundred outlaws, shoot your way out of an Indian trap, chase a runaway team, flip onto a stagecoach just to save a girl, and after you get her, you never kiss her? Why's that? Well, Bill, I'll tell you. Bing, Bing I'm Bing, you're Bing. Bill. that's right. <laughs> Big bad Bing. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, after a fellow fights off outlaws yeah. and shoots a few Indians, mm -hmm. chases a runaway team and flips onto a stagecoach, he's just too tuckered out to pucker up. No, if it was me, I'd make some kind of a stab at it. I don't see how you can hold a girl in your arms, look into her big brown eyes, and not kiss her. Well, it's just like you with the popcorn, Bing. You know, I'm so intent on her eyes that I keep missing her mouth. 
You know, it's, uh, it's pretty embarrassing, too, because right. there's usually a horse behind her. <laughs> well, I must say you're ahead of me, Bill. I ain't never kissed a horse. <laughs> Getting back to girls, Bill. You know, people say that you big Western he-men that you're so shy and so bashful that you wear wide-brimmed hats to keep the gals away from you and spurs to spike them if they get too close. Well, I got some news for you, Crosby. Brace yourself. Oh, I'm all braced up here. Good. <laughs> well, sir, I've got a new picture out called Old Los Angeles. Yeah. And at the end, I grab a hold of the girl, hug her real tight, and kiss her. Well, that's the biggest news since they found out Lassie was a boy. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, and... This is and, shattering. Uh, mm. Yes, it is. And you know, that, that gal found out that I was a boy, too. Oh, you kissed her right smack dab on the lips, huh, Bill? It's smack, all right, but no dab. I really linger there. <laughs> You mean you bivouac? Hmm? <laughs> That's right. But, Bill, the love story in a Western isn't really important after all. It's, you know what people like? They like the action, the great outdoor scenes and those thrills. I guess that's so, Bing, but how is it that you've never strapped a holster on your hip and made a real Western? No, oh, I guess I'm just not the strong, silent type. Well, what are you talking about? Look at all those big Western stars. What's Hopalong Cassidy got that you haven't got? What's Tim Holt got that you haven't got? What's Roy Rogers got that you haven't got? When you get to Dale Evans, boy, have I got an answer. <laughs> Why, Bing? Bing, you could be as big as any of us. <laughs> what do you say we try a Western oh, right no, now? Oh, no, I couldn't be convincing as a tough cowboy. Well, all right, then you can be my Barry Fitzgerald. Your Barry Fitzgerald? Sure, you know. Gabby Hayes. Well, I can gab along with the best of them. Set the scene, Carp. Okay, Gabby. <laughs> We take you now to the Old West, the frontier days when men were men and women were women. A neater arrangement no one's ever come up with. <laughs> I ain't Gabby Crosby. Shut up, Gabby. Go ahead, Carpenter. Right. We take you now to the Quarter Circle S Ranch in Wild Horse, Nevada, where things are popping. If you're looking for trouble, there's plenty of trouble. If you're looking for action, there's plenty of action. If you're looking for a radio, get a Philco. Ouch! As the scene opens, we find Wild Bill Elliott and his sidekick, Gabby Crosby, riding the range in the desolate badlands of the Old West. Say, Wild Bill. Yes, Flabby? That's Gabby. That's Flabby. <laughs> hey. What in tarnation was that? That was Gene Autry and the Cass County Boys. They're late for recording day. <laughs> Look here, here comes a lone rider. Hold on, you fellas, come back. That must be Petrillo. <laughs> come on, we got to locate Rattlesnake Carpenter. Yeah. You know, that varmint stole all our cows. Not all of them, there's still one of them left at the ranch. No, there ain't. That one got caught in the Venetian blind and milked herself to death. <laughs> you know, I thought when I looked out the window the other morning that sun looked sort of homogenized. Uh-huh. Well, let's ride along, sidekick. Hmm. Oh, and say, sidekick. What is it, sidekick? Stop kicking my side. <laughs> Can't help it. My horse threw a shoe. Your horse is always throwing shoes. What's the idea? Well, he's a gay horse. He just likes to throw shoes. <laughs> you know, Gabby, you're just a regular smiley brunette. <laughs> Come on, now. We got to ford this river. Ford or nothing. This is an A pitcher. Let's Cadillac her. Hold <laughs> her, Gabby. Hold her, Gabby. Here comes a couple of strangers. Maybe they've seen Rattlesnake Carpenter. Hey, you fellas. Yep. What is it, stranger? Have you men seen Rattlesnake Carpenter around here? We sure have, stranger. Well, which way did he go? He went that away. 
He went this away. I say he went that away. And I say he went this away. Now, ain't that ironic? The guy that sent they went that away is laying there pointing this away. <laughs> well, tell me, Gabby. Which way shall we go? This away? Uh, no, that away. Whoa, whoa! Oh, whoop, whoop, look, look yonder, Wild Bill. Say, here comes one of the prettiest creatures I ever seen in my life. Yeah, and there's a woman riding it. <laughs> that ain't a woman. It's a girl. Howdy, man. Howdy. Howdy. Say, uh, that's a mighty pretty horse you got there. He's a paint, isn't he? Yep, a paint. His name's Chemtone. Chemtone, that's right clever. Well, gal, you'll have to excuse us now. We've got to go shoot it out with Rattlesnake Carpenter. So long. So long, gal. Howdy. Come on, Wild Bill. We've got trigger business to do. Well, here's Bottle Canyon. How do you know? I just found the cork. Well, if it's still damp, let me have a lick of it. Quiet, Gabby. <laughs> Say, look through those yawks. Where? There's Rattlesnake Carpenter sitting by that campfire. I'll tell you what, you walk right in and plug him. Supposing he plugs him first. Well, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm right here to avenge your death. Besides, you're the logical one to go in first because you're older than I am. Yep, and I want to stay older. <laughs> then we'll both go in. And we'll go in shooting. <laughs> All right, Carpenter, up with your hands. We got you dead to rights, Rattlesnake. Your back's to the wall. You stole our cattle, and we're going to drill you for it. Oh, not so fast, boys. I know when I'm licked. I admit I stole your cattle. Well, then, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm a-fixing to do something that no rustler's ever done in no western picture before. What's that? I'm a-going to pay you for them. Howdy! Well, howdy! Howdy! howdy. howdy. <laughs> Hokum for a moment or two. Although it's a far cry from the wild and woolly west to New York's Fifth Avenue, I feel we should make a quick segue. And if Peggy Lee will don her new bonnet, we shall blend into Irving Berlin's Easter Parade. In your Easter bonnet I mean the model with all those frills upon it I'll be the grandest lady In the Easter Parade I'll be all in clover And when they look you over be the proudest fella in the Easter parade on the avenue Fifth Avenue the photographers will snap us and you'll find that you're in the rotogravure I could write a sonnet About her Easter bonnet And 
of the girl you're taking to the Easter parade on the avenue. The photographers are gonna snap us And you'll find that you're In the road to grab I could write a sonnet About your Easter bonnet And of the girl you're taking to the Easter Folks, speaking of new Easter bonnets, how's that old radio of yours looking today? Time marches on, you know, so don't get stuck with any old hat models. Philco's out on the avenue with a whole new parade of style and performance in radio and television. Take FM, for instance. There's plenty happening lately in this new kind of broadcasting. And your radio's really out of date if it doesn't give you the superb FM listening you can enjoy with a new Philco. Now, don't take our word for it. Drop in at your Philco dealer and let your own ear tell you the difference. Ask for a free demonstration of the sparkling new Philco table models with FM and all standard broadcasts. Or if you go for the whole works in radio and recorded music, give one of those great new Philco console radio phonographs a workout. Either way, you can kiss the noise goodbye. Static, fading, interference. Because any new Philco with FM lets you listen to the best shows in the land against a background of blissful silence with all the overtones that bring you the performance in person. Trade in your old radio now for the new FM from Philco, famous for quality the world over. The Maori Farewell Song from New Zealand. Now is the hour when we must say goodbye Soon you'll be sailing Far across the sea While you're away
birds cuddle down in their nest. Soon all the world will be sleeping. Now is the hour when we must say about the full uh, routine for tonight. Thanks, Peggy. You've been grand through it all. I want to thank the Remington people for the ammunition tonight. Thank you, too, Bill Elliott, for galloping in tonight to aid and abet what we laughingly call the merriment. Well, I certainly enjoyed it, Bing. Bill, I want to wish you good luck on your rodeo. When do you start your tour? We open this coming Saturday in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'd like to go along with you and bulldog some shrimp creole or something. <laughs> <laughs> down there. Hey, Bing, who are your guests next week? Next week, Peggy, Dick Powell is going to go it with me. We're fixing to uh, chop up a few tunes and cut up a few touches. Well, I'll be listening. Well, me too, Bing. So long. So long, Bill. Good night, Peg. And folks, here's a reminder. At this Easter time, let's not forget the half million crippled children in our land. Let's see that they have a chance to grow into useful citizens. Buy Easter seals. Easter seals provide the special services our crippled children need. Also, remember to give generously to our Red Cross. We are the Red Cross, and through our contributions, humanity is served. Remember also that greater sums are required to do a job compared with other years. A good old dollar has shrunk, but human needs have not. Thank you. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Peggy Lee appeared through the courtesy of the Rexall Drug Company. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Dick Powell. And remember, keep your eye on your Philco dealer now for the newest thing in radio from Philco the Leader.
This is the Kraft Musical, starring Al Jolson with Oscar LeBant, Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus, the Kraft Choral Club from Chicago, and our guest, Clifton Webb. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song whenever April a shower comes Good evening, folks. This is Al Jolson in the old craft music hall. Well, next Sunday's Easter, and that means all the women will be out. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> next Sunday's Easter, and that means all the women will be out in their new bonnets. You know, last year, Hedda Hopper wanted to have the most unusual hat. So she wore one with a cage on top with two little bunny rabbits in it. And you know, before she could get home from the Easter parade, she had 27 more hats. <laughs> And now, folks, a song written by my good friend, Harry Axe, that just got to be number one on the Revival Parade. And, folks, here's one thing you won't believe. This song was dedicated to me, Babyface. <laughs> babyface, you got the cutest little babyface. There's not another one could take your place. Babyface, my poor heart is jumping. You sure have started something off, babyface. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fond embrace. I didn't need a shove, cause I just fell in love with your pretty babyface. Face. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fond embrace. You're like a breath of strength that makes old Jolie sing about your baby face. Say, Al. Yes, Oscar. I want to thank you for that Easter necktie you gave me. It was very nice. Oh, Oscar, it was nothing. I wanted to get you some for Easter, but I, I didn't know what because I didn't know what would go with that same tired suit you wear every week. <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, I'm really glad you like that hand-painted tie. I like hand-painted ties. Yeah? But did you have to give me one with your picture on it? <laughs> well, when I look at you, I like to look at me. <laughs> now... Yeah. I think people are too close conscious nowadays. Nowadays, he says. It's always been that way, Oscar. For your information, the Duke of Wellington wasn't allowed to attend a formal at the Almack Club in London because he was wearing white duck trousers. And that was 150 years ago. What did you wear to the party? <laughs> Listen, Smarty, I didn't go. Smarty pants. Yes, yeah, Smarty pants. <laughs> I didn't go. They were getting ready for the Battle of Waterloo, and I was re registering at my draft board. Al, 
yeah. No matter what kind of suit I wear, the piano bench wears it out. Really? The seat of my suit is so shiny. I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I yeah, do that go again? Ahead, yeah. The seat of my suit is so shiny, mm-hmm. when I go out, I have to powder it. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar, how about going to the piano and shining up your suit with Altvin, which means Old Vienna, by Leopold Godowski. family the kind that likes a snack before bedtime? Well, if they do, you should keep on hand a package of Kraft's wonderfully digestible cheese food, Velveeta. Then when Dad and the kids start prowling in the refrigerator, let them spread or slice that nutritious Velveeta thick for whatever kind of snack suits their fancy. Or if you have visitors, get out the sandwich grill. In a jiffy, you'll fix hot golden brown sandwiches just oozing with Velveeta's golden cheddar cheese goodness. Velveeta is the perfect idea for snacks or sandwiches any time of the day or night. You see, this favorite cheese food is digestible as milk itself and rich in valuable milk nutrients. Tomorrow, get the two-pound loaf or at least several half-pound packages of genuine Velveeta. Oscar, that's very nice. You know, you play Rachmaninoff's variations on a theme of Paganini beautifully. Well, you surprise me. How did you know that that was Rachmaninoff's variations on a theme of Paganini? Well, to tell the truth, I've been a little embarrassed about not knowing the better music. So last night, I was up most of the night studying up on it. Now I know everything that was written, whether it was by Rachmaninoff, Tchaikovsky, Debussy, Mendelssohn, or any one of those guys. That's wonderful, Al. Then you should recognize this. 
Oscar, yeah? play it again, will you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think I know that one. That's the spring song by Mendelssohn. Oh, something you wrote today, huh? <laughs> Al, Mendelssohn is dead. Isn't it marvelous how those fellows can go on writing under those conditions? <laughs> but you see, Oscar, when I think of a spring song, I think of something I can sing. You know about flowers, birds, bees, trees. Trees. How does trees go? I think that I shall never see a poem lovelier as a tree. That's too high, too high class a tree for me. <laughs> There's something else, too. Al. Al, here, yeah. here's a Clyhas tree that grows right in your own backyard. In the shade of the old apple tree, where the love in your eyes I could see, when the voice that I heard, like the song of the bird, seemed to whisper. Sweet music to me I could hear the dull buzz of the bee In the blossoms as you said to me With a heart that is true I'll be waiting for you In the shade of the old apple tree. Wonderful, Al. Nobody sings those songs like you do. Thank you, Oscar. Of course, nobody wants to. Now... <laughs> Oscar, please, why do you rhythm it for singing old songs? The music you played was written over 200 years ago. And don't tell me I was there when it was written. <laughs> I wasn't going to say you were there when it was written. You were on tour at that time. <laughs> I opened my trap and fall in a trap. Anyway, I just don't play old pieces. How about Cachatorian Saber Dance? Oscar, Oscar, please, please. Al, I just wanted to remind the people I have a record out. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. By the way, how is that Sabernet record selling? The records aren't going very fast. No? But they're selling a lot of Sabres. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. It'll help my steel stock. But look, don't kid me about singing old tunes. The reason we do so many of them is because the people like to hear them. Now, just today, I got a request from my barber at the club, and he wants me to sing The Road to Mandalay. So give me a pompous arpeggio, please. On the road to Mandalay, where the flying fishes play. Al, Al. Huh? Don't strain yourself. Who strained myself? That's enough for a free shave. <laughs> Al. Yeah. Here's a dollar. Get yourself a haircut. Thanks, Oscar. But isn't this dollar awfully new? Why? It's got MacArthur's picture on it. Well, there's an ambitious Republican in the mint. Oscar, changing the subject as clumsily as I can. Thank you. How is it you never play Liebestraum by list? 
How is it you never sing Shine on Harvest Moon by list? <laughs> well, look, you promised me never to play Lieberstrom, and I'll sing Shine on Harvest Moon, okay? That's one of the most attractive offers I've ever had. Shine on, shine on a harvest moon Up in the sky I had no loving since April January, June, or July It's no time, ain't no time to stay Outside and spoon So shine on Shine on a harvest moon For me and my girl Say, Al, a fella just delivered a dress suit backstage He says it's for you Oh, yeah, that's just what I've been waiting for You see, I'm getting ready to go to that big society party Given by Mr. Atwater Kent Al, you were invited to Atwater Kent? Yes, I was. And I guess you know that Atwater Kent doesn't invite just anybody. Well, I always thought so, up until now. <laughs> now, don't worry about me, because I'm going to be the belle of the ball. Isn't a girl usually the belle of the ball? Well, when Jolie is there, they relax the rules a little. <laughs> I beg your pardon, Mr. Jolson. Uh, don't you remember me? You? Why, uh... Well, I, I, I don't know. Go back 35 years to middle age. <laughs> oh, yes, you're Clifton Webb. Of course I should have known you. You haven't changed. You have. What? <laughs> Wait a minute, Clifton. Don't be kidding me about my age. Remember, you're not exactly a boy. He's not exactly a girl, either. <laughs> Mr. Jolson, would you introduce me to this person so I can snub him? First happy moment I've had on this show. Oh, sure. Oscar Levant, Clifton Webb. Well, since we're on the air, I guess I have to say hello. Oh, yes, Mr. Levant. I believe I've heard you play the piano off and on. As I recall, you were more off than on. <laughs> Mr. Webb, it would be unfair of me to enter into a battle of wits with you. You're not fully armed. A goodbye. A goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Mr. Levant. I'm sorry we can't continue our conversation. That's okay. I'll listen in and listen to you on juvenile jury. With proper, proper makeup, I could appear on that program, too. Oh, stop kidding yourself, Clifton. I remember you way back when you danced in my show at the Winter Garden. That was 34 years ago. Yes, the critics all said they'd never seen a six-month-old baby dance so well. Six-months-old six baby. Clifton, let's be honest and frank about it. Both of us are on the shady side of 40. Shady side of 40. Yeah. Where we are, it's positively pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter, Clifton? Years, years don't make any difference. People still want to see me. Mm. Now you know, I don't like to brag. If you didn't, you'd be out of character. <laughs> Clifton, please. It so happens that I've been invited to a party at Atwater Kent. I know, that's why I'm here. Really? Yes, I've got to teach you the proper things to say and do. But I didn't send for you to teach me anything. I know, your wife did. Clifton, <laughs> I don't like to say this to you because I don't think it's nasty enough. But if, if you'll leave quickly, I promise not to cry. 
I'm sorry, Jolson, but I'd be neglecting my duty if I left now. It's very important at a social affair of this type for you to be a good conversationist. Mm -hmm. Now, what, for instance, would you, would you talk about? Well, I'd talk about the things that interest me most in the whole world. I mean, after you're through talking about yourself. <laughs> Are there any other subjects? Oh, what's the use? I give up now, but your wife begged me to come over and try to do something about your dancing. I don't understand my wife. I've been dancing for years. I know, but she's tired of the minuet. What? <laughs> Well, I don't care about these new dances like the Charleston and the Bunny Hug. I can see now that I have raw material. Now, first, Jolson, there's etiquette involved in asking a young lady to dance. Of course. Uh, now, say that you're at Atwater Kent's. Mm -hmm. You're in the ballroom and you see Lana Turner. Yes. Naturally, you want to dance. So, uh, what do you say to her? Well, I'd say, Miss Turner, would you like to sit this one out? Jolson, you don't ask a young lady to sit one out until after you've danced with her. I don't fight preliminaries. <laughs> well, I can see there's only one way to show you. Now, we pretend that I'm Lana Turner. All right, Clifton. You're Lana Turner. On second thought, forget that I'm Lana Turner. That glint in your eye frightens me. <laughs> now, perhaps it'd be better if you're Lana Turner, and I'll pretend that I'm you. Oh, that poor Larry Parks, what he went through. <laughs> now, I have to ask you to dance. Notice I place my hand very lightly on your back. Yes. Uh, that's because you're wearing a strapless gown. What's holding it up? Thumbtacks. <laughs> Clifton, I don't think I need your help. You notice Mr. Atwater Ken invited me, not you. I'll get it. Hello? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, very well, I'll tell him. Uh, that was Atwater Kent. Atwater Kent? What did he say? Mm, you won't have to be at the party. He had to pay a little more, but he's got another singer. Hoagie Carmichael. There's a quick trick every homemaker should have up her sleeve, especially this last week in Lent. It's the Velveeta recipe for making smooth, rich cheese sauce in a hurry. All you do is melt one half pound of Kraft's famous cheese food in the top of the double boiler. And then when the Velveeta's melted... Stir in one-fourth cup of milk. And there, that easily, you've made a cheese sauce that's so rich-tasting, so smooth, so wonderful, it'll do credit to the most expert chef. Toss in some shrimp or crab meat or lobster, and you have a real party dish. Serve Velveeta sauce on vegetables, and you'll find you've discovered the trick of making the family vegetable enthusiasts. But tomorrow, for your Good Friday dinner or lunch, we suggest you use this nutritious, grand-eating Velveeta sauce on fish or eggs for the main dish. Just be sure to get genuine, smooth-melting Velveeta, and you simply can't miss at making a wonderful cheese sauce. Smart homemakers usually buy Velveeta in the two-pound loaf that keeps them stocked for hot dishes as well as snacks and sandwiches. Folks, there are certain songs that we associate with certain holidays. And Easter wouldn't be complete without Irving Berlin's Easter Parade. In your Easter bonnet With all the frills upon it You'll be the grandest lady in the Easter Parade 
I'll be all in clover. And when they look you over, I'll be the proudest fellow in that Easter parade on the avenue. I'm talking about Fifth Avenue. The photographer will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the Roto-Griveur. Oh, I could write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet and of the girl I'm begging to that Easter parade. Photographers will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the roto gravure. I could write a sonnet about that Easter bonnet, and of the girl I'm taking to that Easter. In the Kraft Music Hall... It's an Easter tradition to hear from the Kraft Choral Club in Chicago. These 80 men and women who sing together for the joy of making music have come to be known as one of the finest non-professional choral groups in the Middle West. Tonight, under the direction of Gerhard Schroth, they have for us an Easter selection called Sheep and Lambs. For the Kraft Choral Club, we now take you to Chicago.
In behalf of all of us in the music hall, I want to thank the Craft Call Group of Chicago on the beautiful rendition of Sheep and Lambs. And a happy Easter to everyone. May I say good night, folks? Kristen Webb may currently be seen as the star of the 20th Century Fox production, Sitting Pretty. Tune in again next Thursday for the Kraft Musical, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus, and our special guest, Jimmy Durante. This is Ken Carpenter saying good night. Stay tuned into this station to hear Jack Carson with Eve Arden, who follow immediately. Also, tune in the Great Gildersleeve next Wednesday on this network. Remember, next Thursday's guest on Kraft Music Hall will be Jimmy Durante. <laughs> There's loads of hidden flavor in those leftover dishes, ladies. Smart housewives bring it out the easy, tasty way. They use craft prepared mustard. It adds that extra flavor tang to casserole dishes to salad dressing. It peps up cold meats and sandwiches. Now, there are two kinds, you know. Delicately spiced golden craft salad mustard, for those who like their mustard smooth and mild, and craft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Stock up on both kinds. They'll add zest to every meat dish you serve. Ask your grocer for Kraft Prepared Mustards. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, it's the Jimmy Durante Show. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Roy Bargy, and his orchestra. The Crew Chiefs Quartet, yours truly, Howard Petrie, and our cuddlesome Casanova, Victor Moore. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man who last week relinquished his time on the air so the president could speak. The one and only Jimmy Durante, in person. Start off each day with a song. And furthermore, my constituents. Even when things go wrong. And I shall go before Congress. You feel better. You even look better. We will lower taxes, raise the tariff, and equalize the status please, quo. Please, please, Mr. Truman. You took my place last week. I gotta make a living, too. <laughs> Gosh, Jimmy, it must have been quite a surprise for a lot of people tuning in last week and hearing the president instead of you. Tell me, how did the president do? I guess he didn't get enough laughs. He only lasted one week. <laughs> if Harry's nose was two inches longer, my job would be in jeopardy. Well, it's good to have you back, Jim. When you were off the air last week, the, the airways just weren't the same. I missed your vivacious personality and lovable Von Mose. Get used to him, folks. This guy is in radio to stay. Gosh, <laughs> now, you're gayer than this season's Easter bonnet. Why shouldn't I be? How would it spring? Ah, I can always tell when it's spring. John L. Lewis comes up out of the ground. <laughs> hey, Snaz, 
before we go any further, I wish you'd enlighten me on the presidential situation. It gets more confusing every day. First, they wanted to draft Eisenhower, then they called for Stassen, then they called for Bricker. Yeah, Howard, and now the confusion is even more confusing. Listen to the latest candidate they're calling for. He won't make much of a president, but he'll come in handy for emptying ashtrays around the White House. <laughs> this candidate is so short he has to put on elevator shoes to sit down. <laughs> Say, what else is new on the political horizon, Jimmy? I understand the South is thinking about putting up their own candidate. In your opinion, who would it be? Well, the governor of Ala... Al <laughs> that void always mixes me up. <laughs> well, the governor of Alabama might have a chance if his lips hold out. <laughs> I always want to say Alhambra. <laughs> but I'm not worried about him, Howard, because when the people hear about the cabinet I've got lined up, I'm a cinch to get elected. Well, whom have you got in your cabinet, Jimmy? Listen to this lineup. Secretary of State, Esther Williams. Secretary of the Treasury, Dorothy Lamour. Secretary of the Interior, Greer Garson. And Postmaster General, Durante. <laughs> Jimmy, you mean, you mean you're going to take care of the males? Definitely not. With a cabinet like that, I'll be too busy taking care of the females. <laughs> Boy, will I enjoy playing post office. Gosh, Nas, you're a ladies' man, and you'll get the vote of every woman in the country. Indubitably so, Howard, because I've got a plan that will improve domestic relations 97%. What's your suggestion, Jim? From now on, before retiring... Women got to stop putting their hair up in little pieces of paper tied with strings. Why? How can a guy be romantic when his wife looks like 20 cents worth of tea bags? <laughs> and now, in keeping with my democratic principles, I'm throwing the floor open to discussion. If there's anybody in this audience that's got anything to say, I want him to come right out and say it. Now, Mr. Durante, I've listened to your half-brain ideas, and in my opinion, you're a political nincompoop, a pipsqueak, and an old nose pony. That'll teach him to beat around the bush. Snaz, I'm afraid the strain of the campaign is beginning to show on you. Have you ever thought about a vacation? Have I? I even picked out the place. When it comes to a vacation, I'm a commissure. Now's the time to plan your vacation, folks, to get away from all the congestion. But before you make preparation, folks, I'd like to offer you a suggestion. Now, lots of you might prefer Delmar, where the turf meets the surf. But I prefer Pismo Beach, where the debris meets the sea. <laughs> I took a trip there last week, laid down on the sand, fell asleep with my nose waving in the breeze. And what happened? A guy wrapped a bun around it, smeared it with mustard, and sold it seven times. <laughs> Looking for a new vacation spot, I walked into a travel bureau. And the clerk tried to sell me a ticket to Alabama, Miami, Malibu, Rome, Alaska, Madagascar, Finland, Italy, and Greece. I said, nothing doing. I'm not going any place I can't get to before Russia does. <laughs> Suddenly, my eye caught a glimpse of a sign covered with dust that said, Si Pocatanta, Mexico, land of the boiled tacos. I felt so sorry for Pocatanta. People were buying tickets to Bermuda, the Catskill Mountains. Some were even buying tickets to Africa for the malaria season. 
but nobody was buying a ticket to Oh, a tata where the mountains meet the dirt. Go, there feller if you have to hop your shirt. At night they gather at the square to do the polka tanta stomp. And the moonlight is so beautiful on miles and miles of swamp. Oh, a tanta will be famous by and by. Oh, a tanta where the gophers go to die. Hear the music of the toad and the cricket in the ticket. If you go, make sure you've got a round trip ticket. Save your dough and go, go, go to Theo, Theo Tanto. As we slowly drift into the suburbs of Poco Tanto, we find that it is situated on the borderline of Mexico and California. Sometimes Poco Tanto's in Mexico, and sometimes it's in California. It's according to which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> it's a dainty town. It's a petite town. It's a small town. Why, the population's so small, the mosquitoes go around biting each other. <laughs> As we drift closer, believe it or not, they got one grocery store, one drug store, one clothing store. In fact, that's all they got, one store. They used to have two stores, but the mayor of the town likes to whittle. <laughs> so save your dough and go, go, go to P.O. C.O. Not to Rio, but to P.O. C.O. Tanto. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Yes, you can be sure that more than 2,000 different drug products are pure when they bear the name Rexall. For the familiar name Rexall stands for purity, quality, and reliability in a complete line of drug products. It's no wonder that Rexall has won first place in the medicine cabinets of millions of American homes. So for any and for all of your drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation, where 25% of America buys its drug products. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Ah, Mr. Peatley, when you talk about Rexall, your voice is really mellifluous. <laughs> and I say that with the dictionary in my other suit. <laughs> you know, Schnoz, with your diction, I can't understand why you didn't win an Academy Award. I was foiled by the fickle finger of fate. The last picture I made wasn't even released in time. It was called... The painted desert where the Rio Grande meets the Alamo on the lone prairie where Cactus Pete meets two gun techs in the saddle by the sage. <laughs> well, what's it about, Snoz? Two medical students in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> but not wanting to disappoint our audience tonight, we're proud to present as a special feature the winner of the Academy Award, Loretta Young. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not Loretta. I know, but ain't I young? <laughs> Why, it's Victor Moore. 
Ah, Victor, Victor, seeing you again is Trey Jolie. You know, we were separated last week when President Truman spoke, and you were off the show the week before that. How do you feel after two weeks' vacation? Ah, Jimmy, I'm in the pink. It was just what I needed to bring back the old Victor. I spent every day getting myself in shape. Here, feel a muscle in my arm. Okay, Victor. <laughs> I said feel it, not squeeze it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Victor, I'd like to put my arms around you. But Dr. Ballon warned me not to take any long trips. Well, you know, Jimmy, I might as well face it. I'm just not as strong as I was when I worked as a chorus boy at the Amsterdam in New York. Just a minute, Victor. You were in the chorus at the Amsterdam Theater? That's right. Third from the end? Uh-huh. Were you the one who did the solo in the waterfall number? Yeah, that was me. No wonder you didn't answer my mash notes. <laughs> you mean you were cuddles? And on the plume of my ute. <laughs> to think I wasted that perfumed butcher paper on you. But blended from the nostalgia to the inconsequential, tell me, where did you go on your vacation? Well, Jimmy, the doctor told me to get plenty of rest and drink lots of milk, so I checked into a small hotel and took my cow with me. How could you get a cow into your hotel room? Easy. We registered it at Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a little crowded in the shower. Well, tell me something, Jimmy. How did the show go the week I was away? Extemporaneous, Victor. Extemporaneous. In your place, we had Van Johnson, the star of the new Metro Golden Mayor picture, The Bride Goes Wild. There's no laugh there, folks, but saying, but for saying that MGM is sending me a free bride that goes wild. <laughs> but here's somebody who drives me wild every week. It's Peggy Lee. In person. Peggy, just like always, it's good to see you. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Hi, Victor. I miss my little poopsie pie. <laughs> I miss you too, Peggy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victor, you're a regular little lambykin. And you're a cuddle bunny. Oh, but you're a sugar bunny. And you're a Dolly Wilkins. <laughs> if you two miss me, I'm playing gin rummy with a little old lady in the front row. <laughs> Durant, you're just like <laughs> you're just like parsley on a fish. You look good, but nobody wants you. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know how I feel about you, Schnoz. It's just that I don't know. Since Victor's vacation, he looks like such a rugged outdoor type. I'm the outdoor type too, Peggy. Partly because I like fresh air, and partly because nobody ever invites me in. <laughs> Why, on my last hunting trip, I trailed an elk for seven miles, and when I caught up to him, what a tussle. What happened? That elk is now wearing three of my teeth on his watch chain. <laughs> I didn't mind that, but he forgot to give me the secret handshake. <laughs> but enough of this island bandage, Peggy. How about a song? Will sing one? I'd be glad to, Jamesy. Bolero, Mr. Bargy. Bolero. LaRue, LaRue, Lily Bolero. LaRue, LaRue, Lily Bolero. That's a magic saying that I heard one day in Napoli. When a fortune teller in a dim lit cellar 
60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. How blue is blue is a question that the human eye just can't answer. But it's a question that must be answered in the Rexall Control Laboratory. For in many liquid compounds, the intensity of color determines the amount of vitamin A. And that's when science comes to the rescue of the human eye. The Rexall Control Laboratory uses an instrument called the colorimeter with an infallible eye in the form of a photoelectric cell. The colorimeter's eye sees all and knows all. It measures the depth of color and the strength of the compound instantly and accurately. The colorimeter is only one of the many scientific instruments used daily in the great Rexall Control Laboratory. But it's one more reason why you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall. At Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. You know, Victor, all this talk about vacations has given me a great idea. I'll use it as the keystone for my political platform. What are you talking about, Stan? Just this, Victor. If I'm elected, I'm going to give every man, woman, and child in the United States a two weeks vacation with all expenses paid. Hello, Durani speaking. Uh, Mr. Durani, I just heard about your two-week vacation plan, and I think it's great. And now, if you could arrange my vacation, I'm willing to leave right now. Good. Who is this speaking? Number 57136, Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> I think my party was just hung up. Jimmy, I don't like to be a wet blanket, but if the government is going to pay for all those vacations, isn't it going to run into a good deal of money? This man is talking like a Republican. <laughs> Why, Victor, it's up to us to find an inexpensive place for the people to go. Are you with us, Peggy? Well, where are we going to go? we make a survey on the vacation situation and give our report to the nation. Let's go! 
state in the 48 is great. The 48 is great and any state is a reason we should celebrate. We ought to celebrate and if you are wishing for hunting or fishing, don't consult any chart. We've got a nation that's full of relaxation. Jimmy, I'm ready to start. We have a magic carpet to take this trip. We pull a string and away we rip. Victor, Peggy, how do you like my magic carpet? Ah, terrific, Jimmy. How much did it cost you? $8,000. $8,000? How come it costs so much for a magic carpet? I bought it from a used carpet dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of them, a million of them. Any state in the 48 is great. I have no idea where we are now. Don't let it bother you, Victor. You'll know soon enough. Hey, I know that town. It's Wisconsin. And the city is called Green Bay. They say it's famous for football. That's not the only reason. It's also famous for its hunting season. You can hunt wild duck, bear, and pheasants. Spend a day that's really pleasant. Well, there's your first vacation spot, fellas. Go on down and see if that's what you're looking for. I'll Come on. pick you up on the next cadenza. Come on, Victor, let's go. Jimmy, this is an awful wild-looking country. Do you think we can find our way out of here? Don't worry, Victor. I've arranged for the best guide in Wisconsin to meet us here. Hey, Schultz. Yo, Leo. Hello. This is where you told us to meet you. Where are we, anyway? Well, let me see now. Wisconsin is bounded on the south by Lake Rouster, on the east by Lake Prouster, and on the other side by Lake Grouster. Now, according to the calculations which is accumulated on my compass, we are 44 degrees east of latitude 16, longitude 38. What does all that mean? <laughs> We're lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think we picked the wrong spot, Victor. How can I tell the voters to come here? Why, there isn't even any food. You're wrong, Jimmy. Look in that clump of bushes over there. I can see the antlers of a moose. You like moose meat, Jimmy? Sure. You like it rare? That's the way I like it. Good. I'll run into the bush, chase out the moose, and when he runs by... Yes? Bite him. <laughs> Good. I can use his tail for a napkin. Yeah. Look out, oh. Victor, look out. Look out, that moose is coming towards us. Out! Oh, Jimmy! You ran right between my legs and his antlers stuck on my pants. What a catastrophe. But don't worry, Victor. We'll have your pants stuffed and set them up in the hallway. What, what good will that do? You'll have the biggest hat rack in Wisconsin. <laughs> Let's go! Any state in the 48 is great. There's a town, but it's all lit up. Let's keep going. Hey, not too fast, man. Down there's a real relaxing town. Do you know where we are, Peggy? Do I? Yes. That's Las Vegas, Nevada, and it doesn't matter if you're rich or broke. You spend and you lend, you make many a friend. This town's okey-doke. You play at roulette. Gee, should I make a bet? The name of the town is 
relax a little. I'll be waiting on the downbeat. But watch it now. No gambling. Don't worry about us, Peggy. Come on, Victor. Uh, Las Vegas. What a town where men are men and women are women. Which is a pretty nice arrangement on those long winter nights. Gosh, Jimmy, just think. Here in Las Vegas, we could get a divorce in six weeks. Why, Victor, how can you say that? We've been so happy together. Well, let's go into this casino here and... Get on with our vacation survey. Okay, lead the way. Pardon me, stranger. I'm Jimmy Durante, candidate for vice presidency. Tell me, is this a good spot for an inexpensive vacation? Why, this is Las Vegas, partner. Not only do you save money here, you make money. Just put a nickel in that slot machine and see what you win. All right, here goes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here? This is an outrage. I'll smash this machine to pieces. Hold on there, stranger. Wait a minute. What are you smashing up my machine for? It's crooked. I just hit two cherries, three oranges, and three plums, and all that came out was nickels. <laughs> well, what about it? When Durani wins a fruit salad, he expects to get it. <laughs> Look, buzzard beak. If you know what's good for you, you'll scram out of here. Now, just a minute, buddy. You're talking to a friend of mine. I don't like the tone of your voice. Well, I'd let you have it if it was, wasn't for one thing. Yeah? What's that? I forgot where I put it. <laughs> We're off again. Any state in the 48 is great. You two fellas have the wrong idea. If you want an inexpensive vacation, the cheapest sport is fishing. Yeah, all you need is a rod and a bent pen. Well, do you know a good spot, Victor? Not only do I know the spot, we're here already. We're in Wiggleworth, West Virginia. Where the fish are fat and the worms ain't skinny. See how all the fish will fight. To see which one gets the first bite. Oh, wiggle worm. <laughs> ah, there's the spot, fellas. Why, the people around here are so lazy, the fish are baiting the hooks themselves. I'll meet you at the intermezzo. Down we go, Victor. Gosh, the public will love this place. Yeah, we've only been here five minutes, and we got two fish already. Hey, hey, you two, can't you see that sign? No fishing allowed. We weren't fishing, Mr. Game Warden. Oh, no. Then how did those two fish get in your frying pan? Suicide pack. <laughs> the little one had a hard life. She was married to a pickled herring. Oh, yeah? Well, those two fish are under 14 inches. Throw them back. The next time I catch you pulling them in under 14 inches, I'll give you a summons. Rowdy. Well, hey, Jimmy, look. Beautiful girl just came up out of the lake onto the shore. You're right, Victor. This is amazing. Relax, boys. It's hot breath Houlihan. Stand back. You're starting a brush fire in my sideburns. <laughs> but wait a minute, hot breath. How tall are you? Five foot four and a half. Thank goodness, for a minute I thought I'd have to throw you back. Uh, I've been doing a little fishing myself. I've been fishing for suckers. Did you have any luck? You're the third today. But uh, I kind of like you, 
flute snoot. And uh, you too, love a lips. It gets around, it gets around. Say, uh, say you there with a the beak. You, uh, you do something to me. I do? Yeah. You know, muscles, looking at you does something to me. You're the first man that's ever been in these mountains. Kiss me, you beast. <laughs> there. What have you got to say now? Somebody has been in these mountains before. <laughs> Victor. Victor, that completes our survey. No matter where you go in this country, you can have a good time. Take me home. Any state in the 48th is great. Green Bay. Las Vegas. Wiggle You can travel north, south, east, or west. No matter what you want, you should get the it's great. Wonderful. Marvelous. Stupendous. And he stayed in the party and his Good health to all from Rexall. We hope you're feeling fine. So always call for Rexall. Where you see the Rexall sign. Remember, 25% of America buys its drug needs in Rexall drugstores. Rexall is that large and respected family of more than 2,000 different drug products. You can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Available in Rexall drugstores everywhere. Touche, Howard, and I'd like to add, I do my shopping at a Rexall store, buying Rexall drugs, and furthermore, Umbriago, he prefers them too. We buy Rexall, that's all. How do you do? Now who will be with you when we're far away? When you're far let me hear that high note. What a note. An exhilarating note, Mr. Durante. A note of exuberance, Mr. Petrie. Well, Jim, I guess you're all set for the Easter parade on Sunday. I'll say, Howard, I hope I make the impression I made last year. Why, I was the picture of sustorial splendor. I even used that adhesive tape to hold up my socks. Well, Jim, why did you use adhesive tape? Thumbtacks hurt. Well, Rex all for tonight, folks. From Victor Moore, Peggy Lee, Roy Bargy, the crew chief quartet, Dave Barry, and yours truly, Howard Petrie. Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. This program was produced and directed by Phil Cohan. Good health to all from Rexall. Good night, folks. Have a happy Easter. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.